Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Welcome back, everyone. How are you? Thank you so much for being here and showing up in this space to support positive stories and positive people making an impact on our world. There's nothing better, right? We are holding on tight to summer over here. I don't know about you guys, but summer always flies by. And this this summer particularly definitely feels like it flew. So as I'm recording this, our two kids are away at sleepaway camp. And once they return from camp, it's basically time to go back to school. I know it's a reality check, right? We have really been enjoying our summer in coastal Connecticut because it really is our favorite season to live here. It is always a short season though, however, so that's why we hold on so tight to every single sunset that we get here. I hope you are enjoying your summer too. So welcome to podcast number 99. Oh my gosh. How did that happen? Wow. Podcast number 99. We are almost at the big 100. What a milestone it's been. Thank you all for showing up in this space. You guys are the best. Today's episode is sponsored by Mary Roos Organics. Mary Roos Organics is the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. I take them every day and so do our two kids. Mary Ruth herself is such an important and trusted resource for overall health and wellness, which is why I support this brand and love this brand so much. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mary Ruth Organics. And if you go to their website, maryruthorganics.com and use code goodnews, you will get 15% off your order at checkout. And we all love to save money. So that really is good news. Today's episode, episode number 99 is an important one for all parents. It is a very timely topic as we all transition to back to school season. Do your kids have devices yet? Do you do your kids have social media yet? Even if you have younger kids and that you are not there yet with parenting in the digital age, this episode will get you thinking about what's to come in the future. Do you know there is an important resource for all of us who are navigating the digital age and this space can be very overwhelming and scary? for all of us parents. This resource can also be an important tool for your child's school to know about as well. So that's why it's timely as we think about back to school. This resource that we're talking about today on this episode is called Bark Technologies. Bark is a parental control monitoring app designed to keep kids safe online. We first learned about Bark in our house when I interviewed Brooke Shannon, who is the amazing founder of Wait Until Eighth. If you want to go back and listen to that interview, it was episode number 93 with Brooke Shannon, the founder of Wait Until Eighth. Anyway, it was because of Brooke's great advice that we found Bark, and we are now using it for our son, Charlie, and his smartphone. My guest today is the chief marketing officer and chief parenting officer at Bark Technologies, Titania Jordan. Titania is a true expert in this space. She is a mom herself. She wrote her very first book back in 2020 called Parenting in a Tech World. She is a well-known resource in the media as well with regular appearances on the Today Show, CBS Morning Show, and Good Morning America. And her work has also appeared in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes, just to name a few. Her job really is to help keep kids safe online and in real life. It's not an easy job. So I want to personally recognize this company for doing such a difficult job. They do difficult work every single day. 
And, and I know I recognize that today's interview is not necessarily good news, but it really is to help all of us by sharing these tools that parents can use to promote safety on the internet. So let's not panic. Let's get educated together. I think that's important. So here is my recent conversation with Titania Jordan from Bark Technologies. And Titania Jordan from Bark joins me now from Atlanta. Hi, how are you, Titania? Good to see you. How are you? I am so great. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so good to see you. How has your summer been? I know we're all thinking about back to school these days, but how has your summer been? I'm like, we're still in it, right? <laughs> Holding on with white Holding knuckles. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no. Holding it's, on tight. Yeah, it's fleeting. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm holding on really tight here in Connecticut because it's like summer's our favorite season. So when it ends, it's really sad. Um, but Titania, tell tell our listeners in case they're not familiar, what is Bark? Because when I told someone I was interviewing someone from Bark, they thought I was doing a podcast about my dog. Right. So what <laughs> is Bark exactly if people are not familiar? So I'm so glad you asked. And yes, we do get uh, confused sometimes with dog related products and services, which is actually not too far off from what we do, given the fact that we alert parents to digital dangers, much like if someone sketchy or not so sketchy comes around your physical house and you have a dog, they will bark, right? They'll alert you to that uh, potential danger. And so that's essentially what Bark Technologies does is alert parents, caregivers, administrators at schools to potential dangers so they can dig deeper and, and help keep kids safer online. And so what that means more specifically is that we use artificial intelligence to monitor and detect issues across email, social media, text messages. And then when we do send an alert that there is a potential problematic issue or even person like a predator, we'll send best recommended next steps for how to address because we're the first generation of parents that are having to deal with this added dynamic of parenting. I know all of a sudden we have to be experts in the digital landscape. It's it's kind of a lot. But Yay. I first <laughs> discovered you guys through our mutual friend, Brooke, at um, Wait Until 8th. Yeah. And she um, really, you know, works really closely with you guys and recommends you guys to everybody. So because of her, we found I, my husband and I found you guys, and now we're actually, you know, using your services to help with our son Charlie's smartphone and his social media usage. But tell everyone a little bit about just like how did Bark start? Like, what was the reason why you guys started in the first place? Oh, I love this story. I wish I could take credit for coming up with the idea and bringing it to fruition, but. Actually, a dad by the name of Brian Basin was working at Twitter. Uh, his previous startup had been acquired by Twitter, and he has two boys. And at the time, his oldest son had been uh, given a device to use that could access the internet. And when he looked at the landscape of parental controls and just what, what his son could encounter and uh, how either cumbersome or time-consuming that could be to try to manage it, he took a risk. He left Twitter and started Bark to help not only his family, but families across the globe now keep their kids safer online. Um, and so he's he's amazing. He's an incredible leader. He's an incredible dad, super visionary. And we now help protect close to 6 million children across the globe 
So it has really taken off. There is a need for it. Um, you know, it's, it's very bittersweet to work at Bark because you wish that the world didn't need your products and services. But flip side, you're thankful to exist because without it, uh, there would be many suicides that would have not have been prevented. There'd be many predators that uh, would still be in contact with children and not in the hands of law enforcement. Um, we've helped to thwart school shootings. And um, there's just so many things that have been prevented because of our tech and our team. And so um, we're thankful for that. Yeah, well, we're all, I just want to say as a mom, um, we're all really thankful for the work you guys do um, every single day. I'm sure it's stressful work and I'm sure it's emotional at times, yeah. but I just want you guys to all know that you're an incredible resource and such a help to so many of us who are trying to navigate this space, which is, it's a lot, right? It's so overwhelming, but um, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, if you an answer, honestly, do you okay. recommend that parents tell their child that they are using your products and services at Bark, or do you think it's better to keep it a secret? It, the answer is it depends because there's a lot of variables. Overall, if I had to pick one answer, it would be, yes, absolutely tell your child um, that this is what you're going to be doing. It shouldn't be a secret in most cases, much like it's not a secret that they have to wear a seatbelt when they get in a car and they need to wear sunscreen if they're going to be outside for an extended period of time. Um, there needs to be a safety mechanisms enacted uh, for, you know, when they're accessing the entire world. Um, and so the, the least friction, the, the path of least resistance, because you will receive resistance as your child ages, uh, is to do it as young as possible. Before your child even gets a device or gets access, go ahead and have Bark on there and, and enabled. Um, that way you can tell them, Hey, there's some bad things out there, bad content, bad people, just like we lock our doors at night. Uh, got some protections in place on this device that you're going to use, because it's really not a matter of if, but when you're going to encounter it. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a one other measure of safety that we employ as parents period. The end, it's a much easier conversation to have when your child is six, seven, eight, nine, than when they're 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, your children, you know, crave privacy and, um, they will need to learn from their mistakes and they will make bad choices and good kids make bad choices. I know I did. Um, and so that's going to be harder on top of that. We know children are struggling with a variety of issues, mental health, suicidal ideation, body image, eating disorder, dysmorphia. There's a lot of, a lot of the heavy, heavy things our children are encountering. Um, and so while I can't speak to what's best for your specific family, I will just say it's easier to install Bark um, when your child is younger. You will get less pushback. If your child is older and they're having issues, at the end of the day, you are the parent. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for them, uh, for what they do in real life and what they do online until they're 18. Um, and so that's it. I'm not going to lie. It's a difficult conversation to have. And there are some instances where you might need to get some insight into what is happening in your child's life uh, without maybe bringing that up to them, right? Mm -hmm. If you're worried about something and you need some additional information, 
you might not always want to confront them directly about it because they might not want to talk about it. They might shut down. Uh, you might need to refer them to a mental health care professional, talk to their pediatrician, talk to a counselor, et cetera. So nuanced question. I'm rambling now, but overall, I would say, yes, make it a very uh, proactive part of your ongoing discussions. Right. It's like a partnership with your child and their friend, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I know. So I know this is also... Um, might be heavy, but I think we all just want to know mm -hmm. what are the current digital trends that you're seeing right now? Obviously you've mentioned some of them, but just give right. us the, the list of, of the current trends. Yeah. Well, we all know, hopefully, uh, that our kids are, you know, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok, they're on Snapchat, but they're also on platforms like discord mm -hmm. and Twitch mm -hmm. and be real. And so if you, haven't heard of any of those platforms, I would encourage you to do a quick Google search and check them out, see what they are, download them, get to know them. If your children are on a platform that you don't have on your own device, you should probably get, get that device. Uh, I mean, get that, get, get that platform, platform. And, yeah. and, and navigate it. Case in point, you know, a lot of kids want Snapchat. A lot of kids are on Snapchat and a lot of kids are on Snapchat before the age of 13. A lot of their parents are not. And so what their parents don't realize is that photos disappear. Um, there is a, a vault section of Snapchat that kids can hide photos and it's password protected. That even if you do go into their Snapchat, you will not be able to access unless you have that password. Um, Snapchat shares your child's location in real time with anyone that they're connected with, unless they're in ghost mode. That freaked me out when I realized that. Um, also there's content in there because Snapchat is a for-profit company that secures partnerships to get them more money. And so for example, HBO max is in the Snapchat app. And if you don't want your child watching everything that HBO max has to offer, you know, that's another, just, it's like a game of whack-a-mole. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about be real. So be real. Yeah, because app. this is new. I just yeah. been learning about this in the yeah. past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, is the app inherently dangerous or risky? Yes. And no, uh, I would say overall, no, with the caveat that, um, it is a form of communication that you can utilize to talk with anybody in the world, including strangers. Um, and there's also location sharing features that, again, you need to talk with your child, make sure they have those turned off. So people that don't know your child, you know, aren't able to track your child. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't talked about the addictive nature of these platforms yet, which we can at some point if you want, but just in terms of trends, you know, our kids are encountering, that's our dogs, pardon the, the, on the bark. bark and what we're yeah, doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're letting me know there is a potential danger called the mailman. Um, you know, our kids are encountering issues that we did not at, at much younger ages and a much more frequent rate. And so we, even though we used to be teenagers, we can't even begin to understand what it's like to be a teenager in this day and age. And so they need our love uh, they need our unconditional love and our support. They need to know that we are a safe place, that um, it's just a matter of time before either they or their friends either sent or received uh, an inappropriate photo, a new photo um, that's going to have long lasting ramifications. And we need to not freak out or, you know, 
throw their phone in the garbage disposal. Like we're just going to have to remain calm and have them explain to us, what is it like? What is it like to be, you know, an eighth grader right now? Um, Empathize, but then also give them the adult wisdom we have uh, because our frontal lobes are fully formed to help them navigate how the heck do you get through this and enforce that it does get better. It does get better. There is hope. These, these tumultuous years do not last forever. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it does get better. It does get better. So what are the areas that you're most concerned about at Bark? Are you guys seeing more, you know, increased discussions online about suicide, mental health, drugs yes. and alcohol, new, uh, sending nudes? What is it exactly that, you know, you guys are seeing that's the most concerning right now? I know that, that that's a lot of things that I've listed and I'm sure I'm missing a lot more, but Tell us what you guys are most concerned about. You know, we're concerned from a general standpoint with the rate at which children are experiencing dangerous content in people and the lack of awareness that parents have as to how often and at what ages. So overall, that's that's very concerning. Um, when you break it down, there's a lot of different issues that that come up. I'm actually going to drop in chat to you a link to our annual report, which you can share um, with everybody listening and and that encounters this after the fact. Um, But because we're constantly out there talking about a lot of doom and gloom, we wanted to have some data to support, to answer that just how often, just how much, or what ages. And overall, you know, suicide, um, as the second leading cause of death in children in this nation. And every day, just at Bark, we're sending around 85 severe self-harm and suicidal ideation alerts each day around children. You're sending this to the parents. Yes, Uh, which is heartbreaking. Um, We have got to work collectively to help reduce that, that frequency and those instances. So Self-harm and suicide is on the rise. Uh, in fact, it rose 25% uh, just over the past year from 2020 to 2021. Um, and I'm uh, I'm anxiously awaiting the 2022 data that we'll have, um, you know, January 1 of 2023. Uh, on top of that, you know, sexual content, it's no secret that teens and tweens are uh, curious and in an age appropriate ways, right? That's where our bodies are developing and they're turning into adults and that's totally awesome and great. Um, but the, the rate at which they're encountering uh, unhealthy forms of sexual content, um, that can degrade them and others and, and have long lasting implications on healthy sex lives for them is concerning. Uh, the rate of sextortion is increasing. You know, children are getting threatened uh, that if they don't send nudes, then really bad things will happen to their friends, their family, their pets. Um, it, the the NICMIC, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, saw a 97.5% increase in online enticement reports of children over the past year which segues into online predation is on the rise, anxiety, depression, bullying. It, it's it's a lot. Uh, and these issues don't seem to be going down. In fact, the only 
problematic issue that we saw a decrease in uh, over the past few years of BARC existing was in-person school-related violence during those months where kids weren't in school. Mm. So one of the only benefits I'd say of COVID was that school shooting incidents decreased because mm-hmm. kids weren't in school. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Other than that, things aren't looking great. Right. So tell us, tell, tell our listeners about, because this is obviously fairly a, a new, a new situation where mm-hmm. kids are buying um, pills or drugs on social media, like apps, like Snapchat, yeah. and then realizing, you know, parents realizing and knowing more about how these pills can be laced with fentanyl, because obviously, you know, there was one incident in New York last year with a 16 year old boy um, who tragically died from it. But so how does that, that seems like a new thing, you know, when that all happened and it was on the today show and it was getting a lot of press because the the mother was fairly well known, um, you know, to me as a mom, I'd never heard of that. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, enlighten us just because we want to know, we know, we want to know where the landmines are so we can be ready. You know, how does that, what are, what are the conversations maybe we should be having with our kids about that? Because obviously, you know, the fentanyl thing is new to, to, to you and I as moms, right. You know, we never had to worry about this stuff when we were growing up, but now, you know, they can take something once and it could be deadly. Absolutely. It's, it's terrifying. Um, you know, first of all, just anytime we talk about this issue, I want to, um, take a moment, you know, to remember Sammy, um, Dr. Laura Berman son who tragically passed away, um, because of a situation like this, uh, but his death will not be in vain and, and, uh, we will continue to raise awareness and, and remember, um, his legacy you know, if you haven't heard of what happened to Sammy, he was able to purchase drugs off of Snapchat that happened to have fentanyl in them. Um, he wasn't looking, you know, he wasn't, it was a, a typical teenage decision that ended up to be a deadly one. The The drugs that well, that I speak for anybody else that I uh, experimented with um, in my teenage and college years didn't have this added element of risk. Uh, let's say marijuana back then and you know the 90s um, didn't have fentanyl. Uh, and so the risks were different. Um, I think being open with your children about the fact that if you did experiment, um, that you know what you thought about it, was it fun? Maybe. What was, was it risky? Absolutely. Here's what could have happened. No matter what drug it was, here are all the bad things that could have happened that thankfully didn't. But flip side, those drugs also didn't have fentanyl. Just a a microscopic dose can kill you. And it's not just can, but it has, it has Mm -hmm. killed these children. Unfortunately, you can do a Google search to see how many children uh, have been victims of pills and drugs that they didn't know had fentanyl in them and are now no longer here with us. Um, it's also, not only is it scary that there's this added risk uh, to already risky behavior, but the fact that it's so accessible, you know, back in the day, I had to really work hard to try to find something uh, if I did want to experiment. Now you just open the app, 
you search certain hashtags or emojis. Um, it's just so easy to find and then basically get delivered to your house. Uh, you know, just like you can order a pizza or Uber Eats, you can now have a Percocet or a Xanax that you think is a Percocet or a Xanax, but it's actually, uh, you know, deadly. I know it's, it's unbelievable. Right. And then you literally, it can kill you. I, I think I heard a good, um, way to remember this, that one pill can kill. Yes. So I felt like that stuck with me, um, as a mom, Yeah, what, one, a teenager one and kill. a tweenager, just remember that line, you know, one pill can kill. Not only that, but as parents too, um, you really can't fall into the, not my child mentality, right? every child, all good kids make bad choices. Mm -hmm. Peer pressure is a thing and, and kids will experiment. Um, you hope they won't, but a lot of them will. And so be prepared, have those mm -hmm. conversations proactively have Narcan in your house. You can get Narcan, you know, at, at your local, I, I believe CVS Walgreens, you know, and you know, a couple sprays of Narcan up a nostril of somebody who might be having an overdose can save their life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you've got band-aids in the house. Might as well get some Narcan too. Uh, right. you, you just Part never of your know. First aid kit. Yeah. 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 Um, and your children need to know again, that they can come to you. Mm -hmm. um, let's say they are curious about, you know, well, what, what does a Xanax do? What does marijuana do? What does fill in the blank do? Have those conversations with them before they and their friends are at the age where they're experimenting, mm -hmm. um, have those conversations around having an out, uh, you know, you know, tell your kids that they can always blame you as the bad guy, mm -hmm. meaning like, oh, sorry, my mom drug tests me once a week. You don't have to actually do that, but they can tell their friends that, mm -hmm. or, you know, have that code where if they text you 911 or ABC or something, that's your code to know, like, Hey, come pick me up. Don't ask any questions. I want to get out of bad situation. Like mm -hmm. all oh of my these, God, that's so good. I'm all taking of these, notes. Yeah. All of these so issues good. Have, yeah. have really tangible solutions, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know this is so helpful. Thank you for all these tips. I feel like we, uh, we could talk for like eight hours on all of these topics. So since it's this time of year with, you know, some people have gone back to school, some people are about to go back to school. What role do you think schools can um, play in limiting, you know, social media access, um, you know, maybe like awareness around um, devices and social media, and then maybe also like, what role are you, what, how are you guys partnering with schools? Because a friend of mine told me when I mentioned that I was interviewing you, he had mentioned that you guys work with his school here in Connecticut. So tell us what you think about how schools can do more. And then tell us a little bit about, about what you guys do to work with the schools. Absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, anybody who has a child in a school, in the United States, um, you should know that we offer our technology to any school in the nation absolutely free. Um, so much like our app helps parents keep their kids safe online, our application, our tech, helps protect children while they're using school-issued devices and accounts, Chromebooks, iPads, school email, that sort of thing, because these sort of issues are happening on school-issued devices and accounts, at school, on campus, and they're causing a lot of problems. Um, you know, we're in 
over 3,500 school districts across the nation, which is incredible. Um, we're, we have a, a very significant footprint uh, in the United States with regards to schools. So it's great, but there's plenty of schools who still don't have it and, and they should. Um, so what do you recommend parents? Like, how can they find out if their school is working with BARC and then who do they contact? Do they go to their principal or superintendent and say, I really think you need to work with BARC? All of the above. Yeah. yeah. Contact your principal, contact your superintendent, heck, even your librarian. They have mm -hmm. a media center where kids go and log on. Like, Whoever is involved with the technology and the safety of kids at your school should know about Bark and should be using Bark because it's it's free uh, and it helps. Um, if you want to just directly sign up and learn more, uh, you can just go to Bark.us. That's our website. Um, you just go to the top, click on schools, and get started. Um, it's a really really helpful, impactful tool that um, that all schools should be using. Do you wish that schools, you know, when you when you when your kids walk into school, do you wish that they would take the devices from the kids? A hundred percent. Morning. Like, do you do you 100%. think that schools shouldn't be having, you know, the kids shouldn't be having the devices at school? Or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yes, uh, emphatically. Um, in fact, Protect Young Eyes, uh, which is a great organization you may or may not be familiar with. Chris McKenna, their founder, awesome dude. He just posted an Instagram story today highlighting a district, I believe it was a, in Minneapolis, maybe I have to go back and look, that implemented a no, no personal devices at school rule. And I don't understand why more schools and districts aren't doing that. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I do, I get it, right? Parents in many cases are pressuring their schools like let my kid have their phone and i get it i totally get it um but the problems that arise from children not being able to focus to pay attention uh, the bullying that is going on uh, the distraction fact like there's so many negatives to kids having personal devices in the classroom and on campus between the hours of you know 8 a.m and 3 p.m why they don't need them if a child can go to the front office to call their parents, if they have a medical emergency, et cetera. Yeah. I, more schools need to implement the no personal tech during school hours policy. I, I feel very strongly about that. And um, there's going to be a lot of problems that are going to continue to arise at schools until that takes place. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think that's so important. So Walk us through exactly, um, let's just, you know, use me as an example. So if mm -hmm. I'm on bark for mm -hmm. my son mm -hmm. and I, you know, there's certain things I'm nervous about, mm -hmm. how do you guys filter certain words like, you know, with teenagers, like whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, alcohol, like how do you guys figure out if they're talking about beer or white claw or weed? Like, how do you even, how do you, how does that work? Because- yeah. You know, it's also like they're, they're using like emojis, mm -hmm. they're using code words now. So how do you guys figure out what they're really talking about? Cause it's confusing. It is confusing. Um, thankfully we have an amazing team of data scientists that have been working on our algorithm for over seven years, um, to help identify and flag the nuance of teen and tween speak. 
So, you know, if I personally had to sit there and comb through every single of the billions of messages that are happening across the Bark ecosystem, there's no way I'd be able to decipher and figure it out. But machine learning algorithms are. Um, now, I am not a data scientist. Uh, and so for me to try to explain this is in some ways probably hilarious, especially to those who are data scientists. Um, that said, I've seen it work. I've seen it work firsthand uh, with my own son. Um, you know, sayings and emojis where I'm like, wait, why didn't I get a bark alert about that? And then I read and I'm like, oh, mm. oh, that's what that means. Yes. Okay. And uh -huh. so, and so now I've got to decide if I am going to have a conversation about this or see, see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm actually going to send you a link here to our 2022 drug slang emoji list. And we have a okay. bunch we have a yeah, bunch and I'll of put emojis. that in the show notes for all the parents to read through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like it your is, own dictionary. Yeah. There, there's no shortage of, of terms, words, emojis, et cetera, and even trends that emerge. I mean, there's something, there's something new every day. Yeah. But thankfully, our algorithm can pick up on that and help to surface it so that you know when to take action and mm -hmm. you also know when to just giggle and leave it alone. <laughs> right. Okay. No, that's so good. So I think it's important here because, you know, this is called Nina's Got Good News, that you share some hope and some optimism with all of us as parents, because otherwise we end up feeling like so <laughs> overwhelmed and so frightened that we never want to leave our house and we never let our kids out of the house and we never get our get our kid a phone and we never get them let them be on social media. We never let them drive a car. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah. give us a little bit of your optimism and your hope and, you know, just that added value that you guys are providing that will make us feel like we can do this. And if we partner with great people like you guys at Bark and, you know, um, your friend at Protect Your Eyes and our friends at Wait Until Eighth, and we all come together and we help each other, we're going to feel a little bit better about navigating the digital landscape with our kids. Absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> when our parents were growing up, their parents were probably freaking out about rock and roll. You know what I mean? It turned out okay. Punk uh, rock, right. punk rock. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very scary. Right, right. Uh, my parents were probably like, what is this rap hip hop stuff? that my kid is listening to that is super, you know, misogynistic and laced with all kinds of drug and profanity. Uh, I'd like to think I turned out pretty okay. Like <laughs> there are things that are new that are probably not great for our kids. Uh, but as long as they are loved, mm -hmm. as long as home can be a safe place for open and candid conversation, we are generally all going to be okay. Um, you know, we are the first generation of parents doing this. And so yeah. we've got to give ourselves some grace. We are not ourselves on the back. Yeah. 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 We aren't going to know everything and that's yeah. okay. But as long as your kids know that they are loved and know that you're a safe place, you know, everything should be okay. Um, there is a, a Facebook group called parenting in a tech world that has I think about 220,000 parents in it now, um, where if you're struggling with something, if your child is struggling with something, chances are you're not the only one. Yeah. Or, and you're not the first person to have talked about it in the group. So use that group as your resource. Um, even though we're not all together in real life anymore, it really does take a village of bouncing ideas off of other, you know, intelligent, caring parents. And, you know, we'll figure it out. 
we will figure it out together and our kids will be okay. They are very smart. They are very resilient. Um, I'm, I'm blown away uh, by how much they know. And um, honestly, how proactive this generation is starting to be about advocating for their mental health. Mm-hmm. It's so true, right? so true. They think about it so much more than we ever did. That's for sure. <laughs> we we yeah. couldn't and even they, talk and they about do it. look out for each other. I think that's so, yes. it's so it's, it warms my heart that they, they think of others like that. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what's ahead this school year for you guys at Bark. what's coming um, this, this school year for all of us, what are you guys working on? I know you're working so hard all the time, but what is what is something that um, is coming down the pike that we can all look forward to at Bark? Yes. So thank you for asking. Uh, we are super excited that we are launching the Bark phone just in time for holiday season, if not a little sooner. Um, I want to caveat that with, you know, we do not feel that more children uh, need more smartphones, right? We don't need right. to get even more smartphones in more kids' hands. We don't think kids need smartphones at younger and younger ages, and we know that's happening. But based on what we've seen, uh, meaning that kids are getting smartphones more often than ever at younger and younger ages, mm-hmm. we see the smartphones that they're getting, whether they're iPhones or other other phones that just aren't as safe as they could be, or parents are having trouble setting up uh, external parental control options. Um, kids are finding workarounds. There's just there's just not a great, great option out there. So because we know what we know and we have the access to what we have access to, we figured we'd launch a smartphone that could be the safest option out there for families uh, looking to keep their kids safer online. Like it's, a starter phone. Starter phone. Yeah. Like that's so like, cool. Like um, one that isn't juvenile. Yeah. Um, because there is tech online that uh, there's there's tech that you can buy, you know, that your kid can use, but it's uh, perhaps incredibly restrictive mm-hmm. or it only has certain features. But like, you know, every kid wants a really good camera or, yep. you know, you, you as a parent don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on something that your kid will only use for ages eight and nine. You know, so there's mm-hmm. there's a need for tech that can be fully capable if you want it to be. Um, that can be given in steps uh, of accessibility to children that parents understand, that kids love, that is cool, but also safe. And so anyway, there's a whole big caveat to say, like, kids don't need to be spending more time, you know, on tech at younger ages, but because they are, and we know how to do it, we're coming out with the, the, the safest option that that we can. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Okay. And it, will there will they be able to have social media on that starter phone? Yes. If the parents want them to. Yeah. And I'm going to, we've got a a wait list um, that you can put in the show notes uh, for people that want to know when it's available again. Yeah. Not saying get your kid a smartphone if they don't have one, but But it's a good option because actually Brooke from wait until eighth always talks about, you know, the options you should start with. And now this is actually a good solution to that. Right. Because, you know, what you don't want to do is wait until they're 17 and 364 days and then be like, yeah. okay, let's right. get you started with something. You know, you yeah. do have to help your child become a responsible digital native and yep. baby steps. Yep. And if you, if, if there is one, if your kid wants to get one social media app, like say mm-hmm. they get the phone first and then they want to dive into social media next, you know, once they get mm-hmm. their, 
toes wet with the phone, what's mm-hmm. the one app that you would recommend starting with for social media? <laughs> I know this is a trick question. <laughs> I, <would, laughs> I want to know what your son has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll start with the latter question first. My son has all of them now. Um, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. Honestly. That's eight, eight more hours. Yeah. Uh, he's an only child. Pandemic COVID. issues, COVID, yeah. mental health, lots of things. Um, would I take some of those decisions back? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no safe first right. social network for a child. That okay. said, one at a time. Yep. Don't let them have everything at once. Yep. One at a time. Uh, you know, Pinterest, I would say, is inherently less risky than, you know, a Snapchat. Um, yep. you know. And make sure you're like, let's start with LinkedIn. Right. I love LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. yes, LinkedIn. That's a great one. Um, But yeah, if you do not have the app yet, uh, your child should not have it. Get the app, learn how to use it, have them show you things that they discover on it and just go slow. Yeah. Okay. No, that's such good advice. I need my husband to get on Snapchat because he's always looking at mine Yeah. to figure out what Charlie's doing. (laughs) Snapchat. Right. I'm like, you need to download it yourself. Yeah. We all need to be in on this together. Um, okay. And then um, give everyone your Instagram account because I honestly, like, it's such a good follow. Um, I will say I've learned so much about the emojis. I never knew that this was a thing, but thanks to your Instagram, you know, you always put out all these emojis and little, you know, dictionaries oh. for parents. So give us your Instagram because I think it's such a good follow for parents. Perfect. Yes. Our Instagram account is amazing. Shout out to our social team, our graphic designers, our researchers, our copywriters. There is a whole team behind that amazing content. And it's just Bark Technologies. Go to Instagram and search Bark Technologies and you'll find us. I'm dropping a link if you see me multitasking. (laughs) There's the link. So good. Yeah. So good. Well, um, thank you so much. Honestly, um, like I said, we could do so many podcasts on this on this topic, but we're just scratching the surface. But I do think um, as for all the parents and we're all going back to school and these are all the things that we need to be thinking about and taking deeper dives into. So I just want to say thank you again so much to all of your your entire amazing team. You help so many of us. And I just want to say thank you. And thanks for sharing a little bit of optimism and hope for us too today, because I think that's also super important. So thanks again so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Nina. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review all her podcasts too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.